When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. All right, overnight crowd, it is time now to turn our attention across to South Australia as Paul Bonza from SENSA joins us once again for our weekly catch-up on everything South Australian-based. Bonds, great to talk to you again. G'day, Jen. Hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, good to be back on Monday night. Another uh, big weekend of sport. Oh, it's been massive. They all are massive. But let's start with AFL. Uh, Port Adelaide started out the round eight action for AFL and they came away with a 17-point win over the Western Bulldogs and things are just starting to go right now for Port. They've won three in a row and uh, they're three and five now for the season. Is the season back on track? Uh, on Yes. Yes and no. Uh, it's still going to be tough for them, I think, to to make the finals. Um, but uh, three in a row, you can't do much more than that. They've played some pretty good footy against the Bulldogs uh, and... I, you know, the, the one, probably the most pleasing thing for Port Adelaide fans out of the Friday night game was, I guess, the continued development of uh, Todd Marshall. He's starting to show the faith that Ken Hinckley's put in him. He kicked a couple of goals, but he was a presence around the ground and he was taking marks and, and something we haven't seen from Todd Marshall. He looks like he's Starting to show the promise that uh, and the faith is, that's been shown in him by Ken Hinckley. So it was great, great game from him, and he featured heavily in the coaches' votes. And uh, Travis Blake was outstanding again. What a player for Port Adelaide! He is unbelievable. He just keeps getting it done, doesn't he? It's that whole um, you know the red wine adage of just continues to get better with age. Uh, yeah, it certainly does, and um, an absolute superstar. And good to see. Jeremy Finlayson uh, kicked three goals as well, and he played probably his best game for Port Adelaide as well. So things are going in the right direction, and Charlie Dixon played in the sample. I think he played three quarters in the sample. Uh, so he's um, he's still a few weeks away, I would think, but uh, good to see big Charlie back running around as well. Absolutely, and I guess next up for Port Adelaide, um, after going three wins on, in, on, in a row right now, is North Melbourne. So not trying to you know count the, the chickens before the eggs have hatched and all that sort of stuff, but um, a game that I guess most people in Port Adelaide colours would be thinking, we can go four from four here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that was always on the cards. If, uh, the Bulldogs was going to be a tough game, but... Uh... Yeah, if they got over the top of them, then, yeah, look, they really should beat North Melbourne. They're a far better side at the moment than North and and really should just get the points and it'll make it four in a row and all of a sudden they're, they're knocking on the door of the, the top eight. That's right. Well, they're currently sitting, uh, where are they? They're in 11th. Um, so Western Bulldogs, a the team, they just beat sitting in 10th just with a better uh, percentage, I, I would say, looking at that a fairly... And, uh, 
I mean, for them, they're sitting above the Adelaide Crows, who will now turn our attention to. And the Crows, they bookended the round, finished it off against Carlton, and unfortunately they went down by 48. Yeah, not good. Um, having said that, they played a, a pretty good Carlton side that are just impressing each week they go out. They're, they're starting to get a little bit stronger. That midfield is very, very good. Um, and Paddy Cripps could be the best player in the AFL at the moment. He's an absolute superstar. And then Charlie Kerno, who basically went the whole year without last year, uh, bobs up and kicks six goals as well. So, yeah, not not really a match the Crows wanted. And uh, in the end, yeah, just, just the Carlton just too good and consolidated their place in the top four. The Blues fans will be screaming. Yeah, won't they? Buying their final tickets already. <laughs> weren't they ever? I mean, it's, I think the headline on AFL.com was Carlton have got their groove back, um, obviously, to do with the, the win for them. And for the Crows, a, a real tough challenge coming up. So their last five games, they've had three losses and two wins. They're currently sitting yeah. on two losses in a row at the, the minute. Um, and they take Brisbane on next. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be tough. Although, having said that, the Crows come out last year and beat Melbourne um, when they were flying and they beat Geelong early in the season when they were the, one of the premiership favourites as well. So well, you never know in footy. Um, I, not that I'm giving them a huge chance, but uh, funny things can happen. I, it's interesting that Matthew Weeks, a couple of weeks ago, said that they're travelling well ahead of where they were last season. Okay. Uh, but those couple of big losses might have just, put them back to exactly where they were last season. I'm not sure if they're travelling that much better. Maybe a little bit, but, uh, yeah, they're showing maybe a little bit more promise. But, yeah, I think it's still going to be a long year for the Adelaide Crows as well. So in a two-team town the, that South Australia are, what's the media general feel and, and story going? Obviously, early doors, Port Adelaide, were stuck wallowing at the bottom of the table without any wins. Now they've jumped to 11th. They're actually on top of the Adelaide Crows. Has it sort of righted itself to what the pre-season media style was? Yeah, a little bit. The, the Adelaide media are still holding on Port Adelaide, though. Yeah, okay. I, I think, um, <laughs> yeah, there's still just a... Just a little bit. They want to see a little bit more and maybe, yeah, it was it was good to beat the Bulldogs, but it was at home. They didn't have Bontempelli. Uh, they got some injuries throughout the game as well. So I, I think they're just holding a little bit until Port Adelaide gets some of their other players back, like Dixon, like Fantasia. Horazio Fantasia is due back in the next week or two as well. Uh, you'd think he'd come back through the, through the sample team as well. But... Uh, yeah, they're, they're just holding for now. And I think the, the Crows are basically where where the Adelaide media thought they'd be. Thought they, thought they would be. Okay, well, you just started to talk a little bit about the Sandful. So let's have a, a look at that because, yep. of course, SENSA does cover the Sandful, uh, one or two games every round going out. And you, of course, are involved in that broadcast. Uh, what, what were the games like this weekend? And especially the one we spoke about last week, which was to do with the 100-year um, anniversary. Yeah, so um, there was uh, yeah two, we we cover two games every week, and um, this uh, Saturday I did the Adelaide and West Adelaide game, and Adelaide was just far too good. The Adelaide Crows kicked eight goals in the second quarter to none, and sort of broke the game open. And we had the pleasure of having Tyson Edwards, the former Adelaide Crow, um, with special comments with me on Saturday. So it was great to have him on board SENSA. Uh, but Crows big winners. Um, South and Nord had a good game. Um, South got over the line 
by just a goal um, at the parade out at Norwood. So it was a good win for them because both those teams were two and three. Mm-hmm. And it was an important win for whoever got that, that win. So South jumped above Norwood. Um, the Eagles had an excellent win at Albert and Oval. They played Port and uh, still got a few players out, the Eagles. Dan Menzel, again, kicked goals. He kicked another four, and he's in that state side. And it'll be uh, formidable for the Western Australians to try and keep a lid on him. Um, but the Eagles had a good win, so they jumped up to fourth position in the and the latter, Sturt had a big win over Central's, 98 points at Unley Oval, and uh, they look like being one of the premiership favourites, the Double Blues. And as I mentioned Leah, last week, 100 years to the day since North Adelaide played their first game at Prospect Oval, and they played Glenelg, who they played back uh, in round one in uh, 100 years ago. <laughs> uh, it was a great game of footy. Oh, it, was, it was a couple of goals either way. Uh, Harrison Wig. Um, was a superstar. He got over 40 possessions and North Adelaide got home by two points. And Glenelg led at three-quarter time and Glenelg led for most of the game. North had come back and then Glenelg had kicked a couple of goals. But in the end, North Adelaide got home courtesy of a goal to Aaron Young with about a minute left. So it was an exciting game. Great game to call. And... Um, yeah, and the Roosters, 100 years, like they did 100 years ago, got the points over Glenelg. <laughs> oh, I like the synergy. Everyone's played to the script there. Now, you just mentioned as well, we've got the the WA versus South Australia state game coming up uh, this weekend, May 15. I believe it's across at Optus Stadium in the West. Uh, what do you know about this game yeah. coming up? Well, it's a curtain raiser uh, to the West Coast Eagles game. So get there early, people. 12 o'clock start, first time. Uh, 2.30 for uh, in Adelaide time, so if South Australians want to listen to it. It will be on SEN, um, so you'll be able to listen to that game as well. It uh, should be a good game. South Australia got the points in Adelaide last year. They had a, a reasonably easy win over the Western Australians. I don't expect it to be uh, the same result this week, okay. this uh, coming Sunday. So I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Sam Fisher from Swan District. He's a, he's a star, and I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, for WA. Also, Tyler Keitel from West Perth, uh, Lee Kitchen from Subiaco, um, one of the one of the veterans of the league, and, and he played well last year. I expect him to play well again. And for South Australia, I'm looking forward to seeing their forward line, Liam McBean and Dan Menzel up forward. I'm not yeah. sure how the Western Australians are going to stop them. And uh, running through the middle for South Australia, and we Matthew Nunn from Norwood, Riley Knight from the Eagles, the former Adelaide Crow. And Paddy Wilson as well, who, who has started the season on fire with the double blues. So it's going to be a great game. I can't wait for it. I, I would love to have been over there to watch it, but uh, got to stay home in Adelaide. <laughs> You'll have to listen in. Just looking at the head-to-head, since 2011, uh, these two sides have played each other seven times. WA with the three wins. South Australia just holding the advantage with four wins. So hopefully it's a close one on the weekend. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure how West Coast Eagles' current situation mm, affects the WA, the Waffle side, um, because obviously there's a few players um, out of the, out of the competition. The better quality players are going and playing some footy with West Coast at the moment, so I'm not sure whether they'll steal a couple of players off out of the Waffle's best side. But uh, hopefully, WA. I think it'll be pretty close, especially at Optus. 
Stadium and uh, should be a great game. As I said, Sunday, 12 o'clock Perth time. 2.30 Adelaide time. Brilliant. Uh, let's look a little bit quickly onto some cricket news because there's been a some movement in regards to the South Australian Redbacks. I believe Kane Richardson, uh, current Australian fast bowler and been a long-time servant for the Redbacks, he might be uh, pulling on the maroon and going across to the Bulls. Richo, Richo man, is <laughs> on his way up uh, north. Um, it's a little bit sad, yeah. although struggled to... A lot of shield cricket in South Australia for the last few years. You've had Dan Worrell, Joe Many, Chad Sayers. They've been the three, uh, I guess, quits that have taken those three places most of the time. Richo's played the odd uh, red ball game, but it's really oh, he, you know, his first pick when he's got a white ball in his hand, yes. and obviously for Australia as well. But, uh, yeah, struggled to get some red ball cricket here in South Australia. And also, the South Australians have recruited Harry Conway, um, the entertainer from New South Wales, and Henry Thornton as well, who uh, played some games with the Adelaide Strikers at the end of the last BBL. So I guess that opens the door uh, for Kane Richardson to have a look at where he's playing his cricket, and he's going to head up to uh, slightly warmer temperatures up in Queensland. Mm, if you don't mind, he's just yeah, just taking d- different opportunities. So you've got the you've got Harry and Henry in, but Kane making his way out. Any other changes that you've heard at all? I, I hadn't. That's the first one I saw coming through. Yeah, no, I haven't I haven't seen anything else. And, and obviously, they got Brendan Doggett. Uh, oh yes, into uh, South Australia again last year, and also Nathan McAndrew. Mm-hmm. So another guy that bowls at one forty. So uh, the bowling stocks. Dizzy Gillespie has, has increased his. His bowling stocks here, and uh, I think we might need a few batters as well. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been struggling with South Australians for a, for a few years, so um, I guess it's to watch his face and see what what batters Dizzy can get in that lineup. Absolutely, we'll touch base more on that as as cricket season looms ever closer. No doubt, we'll have more and more to talk about. Let's wrap up our chat, Bonds. Just with some NBL, I know there's not a South Australian side in it, but obviously you you cover it passionately, so you must be watching it with interest. The Sydney Kings, they're two love up in the series at the moment. Game three coming on Wednesday, but game two, ooh, it was a heartbreaker for the Jack Jumpers. Yeah, it was. And uh, look, I, I would be very surprised if Sydney don't win game three on Wednesday night and be crowned the champions. Fantastic season from the Jack Jumpers. We all know that. They've done an amazing job in their first year in the NBL. But uh, Sydney Kings, just a bit strong. But what I want to bring up mm-hmm. just before we go, and, and maybe this is a talking point for your callers moving forward. I, I tweeted last week that I thought, for the final series especially, the commentators need to be in the venue. Yeah. Now, the NBL have all season have had their studio and they've, they've called the games off the TV. We've seen that happen ever since COVID hit around the world. The commentators have been calling games off the TV. I think it's time. I think it's time to get back in the venue. You just lose a little bit calling it off the TV. You don't get the atmosphere. You don't get the feel. You miss out on little things that are off camera. So I I think it's time. Yeah, you, You just don't get that excitement going through your body and through the voice when you're commentating unless you're at the game. So I would love to see... I know it saves a bit of money, mm. but uh, I think there's more important things than money. You need to give a better product and have the commentators in the venue. I 
100% agree with you, but let's let's throw that one out. That's a great one, Bonds. We'll put that out to the overnight crowd. What do you think? Do you think that it's okay to have uh, the commentators calling from a studio off, you know, they're great screens, but off the screens? Or would you much prefer everything to return to that pre-pandemic of everything happening at the ground, live, getting the atmosphere. I think you know where Bonds and I sit on it, but love to hear the overnight crowder's thoughts. Bonds, uh, thanks heaps for your time tonight. Always great to speak with you. No worries, Sam. Talk to you next Monday. Have a brilliant week, Bonds. And yeah, overnight crowders, let me know what you think about that question that Bonds has put out to you. Should all commentary head back to the live venue from now on. What are your thoughts? Let me know. 0433981116 on the text line or call through and have a chat about it. one 736 736 Thanks, Bonds, once again. And let's uh, talk again soon here on The Overnight Crowd. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.